securities and investment advisory services offered through Securian Financial Services, Inc., member FNIRA SIPC. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Well, welcome. This is I'm Jim Shoemaker. We are going to be doing our Christmas special today from the office. We have so many guests in here from the office that you get to meet for the first time. Some people that may, if you've had a privilege to go by the office sometimes, you've talked to some of these people, and the reality is we're going to talk about what's so important for us for Christmas because we're selling the celebrating the birth of Christ today. And the key is I want you to participate with us. And maybe as we're talking about some of our fun memories, you'll have a chance to also think about about memories that you can put back in thoughts and say, hey, this is what I remember about my Christmas. My first guest, though, is Emily Breen. She is the Employee Benefits Account Manager at Shoemaker Insurance, and she's going to tell us some stories because she has a couple of young kids, and I tell you, you will not believe what you're about to hear. So, Emily, welcome to the program. (laughs) Thank you. Good morning. Well, let me just start with this because the reality is we are celebrating Christmas, and this is about memories, and you have um, a couple of guys that, well, you have three guys, one big guy and then two little guys. Introduce those two guys to us. Uh, Well, I have Logan and Lucas. Logan is eight and Luke is three. Uh, and they are they are so excited for Christmas. They're yeah. a lot of fun, but they're boys, so they get into to some trouble. <laughs> well, tell me a little bit about some of this fun that you do, that you personally do for them. Well, something we've had a lot of fun with over the last couple of years is uh, the Elf on the Shelf tradition, which you know is newer. Um, but my husband and I have so much fun setting up the elves and and having them in different places in the house. And the kids get so excited when they walk in and see what the elves have gotten into the night before. Um, We got our first elf when my oldest was about four, uh, and we let him name him, and he named him Chippy. And we thought that was really cute. Um, And every uh, every year since, Chippy has gotten into all kinds of mischief. He's, He's toilet papered the house and... We have so much fun doing that. Um, but when when we had another boy, when we had our second, um, and we we knew it was going to be a boy, we said we've got to get some reinforcement. We need another elf. As many eyes watching these kids as possible. There you go. That makes sense. So, uh, but he was only about fifteen months old, my youngest, and he his vocabulary wasn't really developed yet. So he ended up naming his Bubba. <laughs> so we've got we've got a real redneck elf, and. Uh, <laughs> No, they have so much fun. But the elves, um, when they come, they always come the day after Thanksgiving, and they bring the kids pajamas. And this year, um, I was out on Thanksgiving night doing some Black Friday shopping with my mom, and it hit me. Oh, my gosh. I haven't gotten the pajamas yet from the, the elves. Last minute. Uh-oh. Last minute. Yep. And we happened to be in uh, in a store that had plenty of pajamas, so I got them, and I thought, this is great. I'll get it all set up. So the next morning comes, and the elves have this wonderful display, a note saying, Logan and Lucas, you've got to be good this year. We're going to be watching you. We're going to report back to Santa. And they've got the pajamas laid out. And the boys walk in, and their eyes light up, and they're so excited. And they go, and Logan's reading the note, and Luke's already trying to put his pajamas on. And Logan walks over. This is my 8-year-old, and he and he's examining the pajamas, and he kind of looks a little uh like he's 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 thinking and i said what's wrong you you know you like your pajamas and he said mom chippy got these from (laughs) coles 
<laughs> I had forgotten to take the tags off of these pajamas, and he saw the tags and I love and it. Said they're from Coles, Mom, and I said, "Well, maybe, maybe Chippy had some Coles cash this year, Logan." <laughs> you know, the, the reality is they're much smarter than we think. Sometimes. They really are. That's great. That's good. That he's looked at it and said, "Now this has been a tradition, right? That this is what the elves buy." That's what they always bring for the boys. But I guess he thought that that they maybe were getting them from the North Pole and Santa. <laughs> And the elves had had made sure. them, but this year, you know, they yep. were running short on time, so they got them from Coles. <laughs> Ran by Coles and picked up a pair. You know, we all have those kind of fun things that we look at. And you know, I can remember doing this at our house. We were decorating the tree one time, and my youngest, we were putting the trees, and they were putting all the ornaments. In, and I, we're filming, you know, and you're going through this process, and you're looking at it, and you go, "Hey, uh, guys, y'all be a little careful, you know. Don't, don't, you're going to break, you know, you're going to break, you're going to." And I said that about two or three times, and I'm filming, and all of a sudden I hear this, <gasps> and I heard it, <laughs> and my daughter turned around, she said. Dad, I didn't break it. I didn't break it. Of course, I had it on film. <laughs> <laughs> of course, she's going, I didn't break it. I didn't break it. And, of course, you know, at that point, she goes, am I in trouble? And, of course, you know, never are you in trouble at that time. But it was so funny because it was, you know, they remember that. He's going to look back when he's 30 years old and remember, <laughs> ah, I think Coles is where they got this pajamas. That's a great <laughs> memory, great memory. I also have a guest in the studio, and, and he is a frequent guest of ours on the, still on the show, Tommy Armstrong. He's the director of compliance for the office, and he has a Christmas memory, which I really like, that you something about you don't like about it, and tell us about it a little bit. So what, do, don't like, what do you mean uh, I don't like something? Uh, okay, Jim, good morning. Yeah, How are good you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, well, the memory I turned in for Jim to review, I'm not aware I had anything I didn't like. But uh, uh, as, a, as a teenager growing up in Waverly, Waverly Tennessee, as uh, uh, <clears throat> me and my two brothers, who, who were also three boys in my mother's house, and I got several stories we cannot share on the air. But we, uh, we were included at a gathering at the Christmas house on Christmas Eve. Uh, Mr. King was an older man with a big white beard and, of course, served as the town Santa during the season, the Kings lived in an older house right off Town Square with hardwood floors and multiple fireplaces, and they filled the entire place with Christmas scenes, trees, decorations, and holiday treats. Obviously, this guy had a great time being Santa. Santa. They really, no they really question. put, they really put it on for all for the entire town, and and for the ones who who got to visit on Christmas Eve and. As as kids growing up, we we enjoyed seeing the decorations and getting to fellowship with some of the town's adults who, unfortunately, in that small town, had to put up with us throughout the year. But they still let us be welcome at Christmas time. And after those festivities, we would go over to the Methodist church for a midnight service where we would celebrate and worship. And my mother played the organ. And that was a, a really special time of being able to listen to, to her playing on Christmas Eve in a midnight service. And then after worship, we'd go home and share gifts and more treats and sleep in before visiting my grandparents in, in Bolivar. So yeah, just, that, a good, just a great memory. Good, solid family family day of, of growing up in, in a small small town. Sounds like a tradition where this is kind of what was going on all the time. They, they, ran, that, they ran that for as many years as I can, can remember. Have you been able to continue any of that with your family at this point? Or is it just harder when we're not in the small town? Well, you know, the, the, the big town, it's, it's harder to have a lot of small town friends. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, my wife Phyllis throws a throws a good decoration to the house right after Thanksgiving, or you know, sometimes before, and and we enjoy that and get 
get a few uh, get a few of the family members in and just just do our thing. All so. right, if you just tuned in, we're talking about memories of Christmas and those things that you. You know, just look back in your history and you think, hey, that was a great time. And we're hoping that as you're listening to the program that we're bringing back some of the ideas in your mind about the memories that you had about Christmas. And uh, I have two guys at the microphones now. Tommy, I want you to ask you this question. Mark Busan. Mark is the guy that does a tremendous job with us. He's a planning and compliance associate in the office, works with Tommy. So I kind of got you guys kind of together for a reason. Now, all right, guys, this is a serious question. All right. Pay, you know, just listen to me very carefully. And, you know, I might even get Greg to help me with this one because he's the producer of the show. He, guys, I got three men here. Who does the decorations? In your house, okay. Let's start with that. I'm on, Tommy. Do you, I just kind of heard that maybe. Do you do any of the decorations? Uh, I I am seriously accident prone, and my wife does not let me near the the decorations in her her house at all, at all, at all. Mark, what about you? It's definitely my wife. She does it all. <laughs> okay, so that's so far, you know, is it too much testosterone, Greg? What about this, it? This year is the first year since my kids were born that I decor- helped decorate the tree. You get to help decorate? I actually got to help do it this year because I didn't break anything. You so. didn't break <laughs> Guys, what is, it? what is their problem? My wife, if I all of a sudden said, hey, can I help? It's like, yes, uh, you go, uh, I need you to go get this that's or right. go get that. It's not, I mean, she's got it all decorated and I... I did do something this year, though. Now, I got to tell you guys, listen, this is important. We have three little, four or five little guys that are my grandchildren that she put together as little dolls when they were young. I mean, the oldest is about seven or eight, and the youngest was about three. And then she has their faces, and and she dresses them up every year. Well, this year, the two girls are decorating our stairwell, and they're putting, you know, garland around and sockings and all that kind of stuff. And she said, well, I I can't figure out where to put the boys. I stepped in. I stepped in (laughs) for the first time, guys, 30, 40 years of decorating. I got to say this, and I said, you know, I think you ought to dress the boys up in camouflage. And we'll put them in the game room where I have some animals there that we've had an opportunity to hunt over the years. And they're in the animal. They're up there. They look like they've out there been hunting. And they thought it was phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's one of those things that just, I, you never know when you're going to be able to step in. Greg, you got to decorate. How was that? I was there. It was fun. It was fun. I, I got to do more than just take the tree out of the attic this year. It was nice. <laughs> That's been my job. Yeah. That's been my job. Absolutely. Mark, tell us a little bit about your favorite part of Christmas. Well, of course, it's the Christmas music. You know, that's the part I really, um, I come from a music background. My dad was a music teacher. And and so, um, you know, the, the, the music of Christmas is, as we celebrate uh, Christ's birth, is just, um, uh, the most important part of, of the season. But I do have a funny story about a Christmas song. Okay. Um, back when, um, back before my wife and I got married, I decided that it was going to be a really good thing for me to propose to my wife on Christmas Eve. So I had practiced the Christmas song, you know, chestnuts roasting. I had practiced it, okay. had my cassette tape. I'd been practicing all week. And I said, I'm going to come by when you get off work uh, this evening and give you a Christmas present. Well, she had just worked a long shift at Baptist hospital. So she was pretty dead tired. So I went over to her house. This is late. now. 11... This is like midnight, midnight, okay. at least midnight. And so I brought in my jam box and I set it down and I got in there and I decided I had 
left the cassette out in the car. So I went back out to the car, and I said, well, I'm just going to practice it one more time before I go in. So I stayed out in the car and practiced it. I went back in the house, ready to sing Chestnuts Roasting, had the ring in my pocket, and I went back in the house, and my wife was asleep. Uh Uh-oh. And so I just said, well, maybe this is not a good time for me to propose. So I just picked up my jam box. I, I went out the front door, locked the door, turned out the lights, and then I proposed the next morning. So, yeah. You know, that is so fun because I think about it. I get all this preparation for that. And, you know, you've practiced. You've gotten ready. Yeah. But you just didn't tell her to stay awake. She no, had no clue. She obviously. had no clue. <laughs> That's a great story. That's a great story. I also know that your dad was a big singer, too. And you used he to was. do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he used to um, actually sing down uh, for the Good Morning for Memphis show back in the 60s when it was on Channel 3. And uh, it, was, it was the studio was down at the, in the basement of the Peabody. So one of the things that we got to do at Christmas time, there, I have four brothers, so there was five of us, five boys. And we would put on our pajamas and hop into the station wagon, and Dad would drive us downtown, and he would sing a song uh, during the show, and they had put out a pallet for us so we could sleep, you know, acting like we were sleeping. Sure. And so he would sing a song called A Child's First Christmas, and at the end of the song, we'd all wake up, we'd run over to Dad, we'd give him a great big hug, and it was, you know, it was just a... Just a neat thing. It's a great memory that I have. Great memory yeah. of five boys, yeah. you know, getting up. I can just imagine what that looks like. And I can I, mean, yeah. I never saw that, but I am sure that that would have been something to, that you remember, obviously. Oh, yeah. You do. It was great. Great fun thing. Well, if you just tuned in, we're talking with people from our office at Shoemaker Financial, and we're just going through some of our memories and hoping that we're stimulating you to think about your memories. Of course, I'm Jim Shoemaker. This is Talk Money. Normally, it's uh, we talk about finances, but today we thought we would just step back and let you kind of introduce you and meet, let you meet some of the people that make the show so much uh, effective. You've already heard from Greg. He got to this year to go down and bring the Christmas tree. You have to do more than just add the Christmas tree. I'm going to find out more about him and one of his biggest memories later on in the show. But the reality is, the whole the thing is, we just want you to know that we want to celebrate Christmas with you and let you know how important it is to us personally, but also we hope that we're stimulating your thoughts about what's your favorite Christmas. We also know that there's those of you that, you know, this is just a tough time. And maybe some of the memories that you have at this time is not always as possible to have as much fun, maybe. Or maybe there's a loved one that's missing this year. We just want to tell you that there's hope. There is hope. And we want you to know that that hope comes from Jesus Christ. And we want you to know that from us personally. Eleanor, let me introduce you. You are the marketing specialist at Shoemaker Financial, and you have some fun memories of things that took place in your in your childhood. And uh, you're from California yes. originally, yes, but you've been in Memphis quite some time mm-hmm. and, and other parts of the country. But tell us a little bit about your favorite memory. Well, my um, fun memory, you were talking about a fun memory here when he was talking about station wagon. Uh, we as kids, I remember jumping in our station wagon. That kind of Everybody dates had me. a station wagon. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I got it, though. I do. We all got in our PJs and jumped in there, and then we'd go. There was one long street in our city that was called Candy Cane Lane, and we would jump in the station wagon with our PJs on, and we would drive down, slowly down Candy Cane Lane, roll down the windows and listen to the carolers sing, and that was just, that was a special fun memory for me as as a child. Just because it was something you did every Christmas. Yes. We used to do that. We would 
Now, we didn't have a candy can lane. I, I'm like uh, Mark talking about small town and Tommy, I mean, not Mark, but uh, Tommy talking about small town. I'm from Houston, Mississippi originally, and it was a small town. And, you know, now when we were little kids, we lived in Jackson, but as we moved, it was still that time. And we, I remember the things that we would do of riding around and taking in the Christmas lights. And our kids, we kind of transferred that memory to them, riding mm-hmm. around Yes. Letting them participate yeah. and, and see the lights, what you're talking yes. about, and the carolers. We used to go do yeah. a lot of caroling back then. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. tell me what's the best memory. Well, my favorite Christmas, and it's not probably what you would think as far as your favorite Christmas, was actually when I was 13. And it was Christmas Eve, and um, my brothers and I were um, home alone. It was it was Christmas Eve morning. My parents were at work, and um, we were sitting there playing with our toys and watching cartoons. And all of a sudden, I hear a pop, pop, pop in the corner of the room where the tree was. And as soon as I turned around, our tree was engulfed in flames. And um, even the curtains were caught on fire already. It just happened so fast. And I mean, remember being just... Very fearful, obviously, and I was the oldest of 13, and I had my two brothers, and I just grabbed them by their pajama tops, and we ran outside quickly. I mean, the smoke was billowing out. In fact, I remember running past um, our—we had a parakeet and the cage, and the parakeet was already dead. Mm. Um, That's how quickly the the smoke was. And so getting out of the the house safely was, um, you know, our first um, goal, obviously— And then, but what I got to see happen that year was, um, and again, I was 13, very materialistic and into things. um, And I got to realize that those things don't matter, you know, and I was just very thankful that we were alive. Um, Our home was completely destroyed. And so I got to see also um, the community and the church rally around my family. And that was really neat for me to see as a child. And they came along. I remember my dad's secretary, she was leaving town to go out of town to be with relatives. She gave us the key to her house. And we lived in her house for two weeks. And we had friends um, come by and bring us Christmas gifts that evening because they wanted us kids to still have a Christmas. And that was just really neat. It wasn't specific gifts for us, like girl, boy, our age, but it was family things. And I remember um, very vividly, I can still see us sitting at the kitchen table playing a family game together on that Christmas Eve. Well, the next day was Christmas and just enjoying being alive and having each other, and that things didn't matter. And things didn't matter. All of a sudden, you saw the community be a part yes. of your family, more so than you thought. Was it something that was a surprise, or, or were you kind of saying, no, this is what I really knew would happen? No, at 13, I didn't think yeah, that at all. Yeah. No, I had no clue. Yeah. So it was a great lesson. At that oh, point. it was wonderful. Yeah. And to see how we can reach out to others, too, in time of need and how much it means. Which is what Christmas is about. Absolutely. I mean, the, the reality is not so... I know that we get caught up in the presence and the stuff mm-hmm. and the busyness and, and mm-hmm. the hustle and the bustle, mm-hmm. and yet stopping long enough to say that's about what we do right? and others that we serve and how we serve out to people. That's a great point. And your community reached out to you and did that. They did. That's, that's they great. did. That's, that's a super. blessing. Well, if you just tuned in again, I'm going to take a break here in a second. But uh, we're celebrating our Christmas show here. Then it's the Shoemaker Financial Group. Uh, we've had everybody from new business to to uh, employee benefit managers to just people out talking. I mean, this it's our staff. It's the people that make Shoemaker work. And we've invited Greg Ratliff to be a part of that. He's the producer of the show. And uh, we found out that he had got a chance to decorate the tree this year. First time since he's had kids. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. You could tell when he was talking about it. Hey, I got to do something this year. 
Well, we're all talking about memories. And uh, when we come back in a few minutes, we'll talk about some more fun memories. And then we want to talk a little bit about what's the hope of Christmas. So thank you so much for being a part of today's program. We'll be back in a second. Don't don't go anywhere because we're talking about what's great about Christmas. And we want you to participate with us. Thank you so much. We'll be back in just a minute. I'm Jim Shoemaker. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to the Shoemaker Financial Christmas Show. It's one that we do every year just to kind of, you know, it's all about Christmas. Uh, We celebrate it. It's about the birth of Christ. It's about just the whole idea of hope. It's about literally allowing us to be a part of your home just to tell you a little bit about where we stand and a lot about us. So you're meeting some of the individuals that make it happen at Shoemaker Financial. And also an individual that's extremely important to this show. He's the producer of the show, Greg Radliff. And I've asked Greg if he would tell us a little bit about his most favorite Christmas memory. Greg, what's what's your big deal? I, I can kind of combine it to into two different ones because when I was um I haven't lived in the Memphis area forever. I've only been here for about just about a decade now. And um last year was the first year that my kids were actually able to kind of participate in Christmas. They're only five years old. So the first few years, you know, that we did Christmas and everything, but they were just, they didn't really quite understand the right. whole opening presents thing and all that. But they were having a good time. They, they had fun. Yeah, they're like, oh, we got all these new toys. Um, but the, uh, last year is the first year that they really got to kind of participate with doing the, like, the elf stuff and doing going to visit family and everything. And they really started to kind of understand it. And see, getting to see it through their eyes again kind of reminded me of I'd kind of forgotten what a lot of that was like as a kid because I'm I'm 36 years old so (laughs) like it's it's been a long time since I've really experienced Christmas that way but the uh the, the combined with that the thing the one that always stands out to me is the first Christmas that we lived in Tennessee I we my parent my family all lives in Illinois uh 500 some miles away so I'd never been away from my family at Christmas time. So that that year was just so different and getting to experience it with a different family and so we went with my my uh, fiance's family to somewhere out in the middle of nowhere in Mississippi that I'd never <laughs> been before in my life. I and, hear you. And at one point I'm standing outside and we're, we're we're on this like farm out in the middle of nowhere and I'm just like standing outside and it was 65 degrees on Christmas <laughs> first off, which was weird. I was used to snow or just at least cold. <laughs> it's 65 degrees on Christmas. I'm standing outside just looking around. It's dead quiet everywhere. I'm like, this is like where my life has taken me here. And it was just, it was such a surreal kind of, moment and it really it changed a lot of things with the way I think and I always I always remember those two Christmases particularly I don't even really remember a lot of ones from when I was a kid sure but because they're it was I just getting to be with family but just the defining moment of being different place mm-hmm. but all of a sudden realizing Christmas yeah it, 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 it kind of all those years of being around my family every year I don't want to say I took it for granted necessarily but Oh, I, I think that's I got, real. I got very used to you know just having that same group of family around every single year on Christmas and being hundreds, almost a thousand miles away from yeah, home. It was yeah. just very, very different. You know, I think that's so critical for a lot of people, too, and I appreciate you sharing that because we do take a lot of things at Christmas for granted. 
Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's what the elf brings, you know, or what we do, we go, you know, we have it, we go, we have always done this, go on the, for the candlelight service. And it's kind of like, that's the, the night before Christmas, it's Christmas Eve, you end up at church, you've got the candlelight service, and I heard a lot of us talk about that. The reality is, you get to where that's kind of like, okay, we got to hurry because we're going to go here, from there, and you miss sometimes that, as you mentioned, you mm-hmm. use the word surreal, it's the reality of... The, re- the reality of Christmas. Did the same thing every year my entire life yeah. uh, for Christmas until yeah. that year. So it just really... It, yeah, great point. It, yeah, it was very different. I like that. I like that. I appreciate that very much because that's important for us to always realize. You know, let's don't make Christmas so habit, yet you want the traditions. I, I like the traditions, but how many times do we need to just step back and maybe say, well, let's really do get the true, true meaning of Christmas. I have with me now Vonda Collins. She is a new business associate. She works for our advisory resource group at Shoemaker Financial. In fact, if you probably have a problem at the office and you need somebody to help, Vonda may be one of the persons that reaches out to you and solves your problem. She is a problem solver, and we're glad to have you on the program, lady. Welcome. Tell us about your most favorite Christmas that you can remember, your memories. Well, one of my probably favorite or most memorable Christmases that I can remember was when I was about 12 or 13, and we were still living in Chicago at the time. And we were out of school, of course. Um, And I remember my mom's sister, my aunt, came to visit in the middle of the day. And um, basically had warned, they had been talking about snowstorm coming in and the weather was going to get bad and all that. And so my mom, you know, convinced my aunt to spend the night. It was Christmas Eve. And um, she spent the night, and we were hanging out and fellowshipping and all that. and. the next day, we woke up, and Santa was great. Um, basically, my brother and I received bikes, ah. and we were excited. My grandmother was there, my father's mom. She was living at the time. And I just remember having a great time of fellowship and just re- really feeling loved mm-hmm. um, and just spending time with family. It was just a great um, Christmas. It was just simple Easy. Easy Christmas. But the key was that you was uh, family. Yeah, it was yeah. all about family. My dad, my mom, my grandmother, my brother. And uh, my brother and I, of course, we were excited because we got bikes. But we knew that we had to wait till the city thawed out before we could ride them. So. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I got in trouble one time riding my bike through the house. And my mom said, you know, I got a, this is terrible to tell you this, you know. But I, I remember one time I somehow got a, a bull whip. I don't know why I wanted a bullwhip, but that was, if you know that, that, we could go into that. Don't go there. Not necessary. Okay. Okay. But I remember getting a bullwhip, and I couldn't. It was cold outside. and In fact, it was raining, and it's kind of a sleety, snowy day. It was not, not like you're talking about it, but it was a bad day, and I couldn't go out and pop the whip. So I went to my bedroom to pop the whip. You know, oh, no. why not? You know, it's okay. So I popped the first one. Pow! It did a good job. The second one, somehow, it hit the light. Above that. And when it did, it fell and landed and hit me in the head. Oh, no. Now, you got to realize, guys, this is Christmas morning. It's family. You're talking about family and love and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, guess who heard it? My mom. 
Oh, no. I come in and I got a little cut, not a serious cut, but I could have been serious. I'm bleeding. Oh, no. Does my mom say, oh, you're bleeding. Let me take care of you. No, I'm in trouble because I broke the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Get all the light on the top. By the way, my dad said, son, if you don't watch it, I'll use the bull whip on you. Oh, no. I got it. <laughs> I got it. But it was a great day. It's amazing. I remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, I mean, how does that? But it was so funny because, of course, they all laughed afterwards because right. I knew better than the pull the bullwhip out, but I wanted to see if I could pop the bullwhip. <laughs> they had been a guy, i tell you the story, there had been a guy at the fair that year that would pop things out of people's mouths, papers, and you remember those guys at the fair? Right. You know, mm-hmm. he was so good at it, he could pop this and do all that kind of, I thought, hey, I can do that. So I had always said I wore a bullwhip. So my dad had said, okay, we'll do that. <laughs> you know, the bullwhip, I don't know if I ever got to play with a bullwhip again <laughs> from that standpoint. But, you know, we all have memories. That's and, uh, you know, it's fun to talk about memories, whether it's the surreal side of being in Mississippi at 65 degrees, not with family, or Vonda's talking about being with family. Those are memories. We all have memories. So if you just tuned in, we're talking with people from Shoemaker Financial, obviously the people that put this program together, Greg Ratliff, our producer, is also with us. We're just talking about having memories about Christmas, hoping that we stimulate you to think about your memories and your thoughts and your, you know, things that you can go back and say, this was a great memory when I was a kid, or maybe it was just last year's Christmas and how you think about what's so important for you. My guest is Shannon Dyson. He is the vice president of Shoemaker Insurance Company and does a wonderful job in the office. He's a frequent guest of ours. He talks about a lot of things that are so important to you. You request him a lot. But, Shannon, I want you to talk about a little bit about your favorite Christmas, sir. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, sir. um, When I think about uh, where are my favorite Christmas memories, it always takes me back to uh, childhood, the night before Christmas, we always got to open up one present before Christmas. Um, and so every single year, my sister and I, uh, we would say, can we please open up two presents which is instead of one? Just can we get two presents tonight instead of one? And then we'd always, we'd usually talk our mom into it. And then she's, okay, you can get two. So that was always a fun memory. But around my 11 or 12, 13-year-old uh, childhood years, uh, I remember asking for a waterbed. 11 years old, I wanted a waterbed. And so I said, Dad, Mom, please, I've asked Santa for a waterbed. I really want a waterbed. And my dad the whole year said, no, son, I don't think you're going to get a waterbed this year. And please, I really want a waterbed. And so Christmas, Christmas Day came. I'm 11 or 12 years old. Okay, stop. I'm trying to imagine 11, 12-year-old waterbed. I know, bed. I know. I mean, that's as I bad know. as my bull. I know, guy. I wanted I mean, a waterbed. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. I mean, I mean that, we're, think, we're talking 1988, okay. 89. <laughs> Did you want a lava lamp too? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure what made me want a waterbed. So Christmas Day came, and uh, I did not get the waterbed that year, but I got a Dallas Cowboy bicycle. And it wasn't even a cool Dallas Cowboy. It was the big <laughs> banana boat, you know, bicycle seat. Sure. So, uh, you know, it was, it was fine. And so th- the next year, though, I started in January. I want a waterbed. I really want a waterbed this year. And uh, Christmas came again and opened up all our presents, and I didn't get a waterbed. Or at least I didn't think I did. And then the way that I remember this was that we opened all our presents I didn't get a waterbed, and there was a knock on the door, and there was a guy there to install the waterbed. Now, I'm certain that whatever company that was was not working on Christmas Day, <laughs> but that's how I remember <laughs> I remember that day Absolutely. of getting the waterbed on, on Christmas Day. That's phenomenal. That's a great story. <laughs> and I had the waterbed for 10 years, 10 I think. Years, yeah. Yeah. Until I went to college, Lava parents got rid of it as soon as they could. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's, you know, I got a different image of you now with your water bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we'll talk later. But you know, you can warm up the water, and so it'd be a cold night, and you can get in some oh, warm give bed. Oh, give it up. I know? don't even want to go there, you know. <laughs> don't even want to go there. <laughs> Let me ask you, Emily. Emily, you have Logan. You talked about your two boys earlier in their elf story and Bubba. And, uh, you know, that's great. I just love that redneck. I love that redneck elf. Great. <laughs> but tell me a little bit about, I think Logan is really kind of a smart kid, I'll be honest with you. So tell me a little bit about the story you talked about earlier. Oh, he's very smart. Um, and he's he's one of those kids who he he thinks about things and his wheels are spinning. And um, he's very precocious, I guess I would say. Um, one one memory that always makes my husband and I laugh is um, when he was um, five. I had seen this um, this thing on Pinterest, and it was something I wanted to do. It was um, I had I took a pair of Justin's boots because he's got big feet, and uh, I put them on the fireplace and we sprinkled flour around them, and then so that when you remove the boots, it makes it look like. Um, Santa was there and it's snow and it was, it was so magical and I just knew he would love it. Um, and so Christmas morning. Now he's how old? Five? He's five. Six, five years old. Um, precocious at yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> and he wakes up and he, and he runs in and I said, what is that on the fireplace? And he, he looks at it and he kind of frowns a little bit. And I said, what is it? And he said, well, it looks like Santa left a mess on our fireplace. And I said, why? Well, it looks like kid. snow to me. You know, I thought he would just be so excited. And he was more concerned about the fact that the Santa mess. left a mess, which is indicative that he is exactly like his father. father. <laughs> That's a great story. So funny. That's a great story. Great memory, too. I mean, sure. Have you ever told him that story since then? or you? We haven't. Yeah, you want to tell him the story. I need to remind, remind him of how funny yeah, he is. That's a good point. That's a great story. Tommy, Timmy, your one more memory. Well, I... You know, I, it's hard to follow bull whips and, and well, water hey, beds. What can I say? Uh, and and you know, but that's that's what we've got compliance for to keep the mess off the fireplace. That's true. But what uh, one of the one of my adult memories with my married married life with Phyllis is she one year she bought me an aquarium and and I, I enjoy the fish keeping and the tanks and and it gave me a little something to to play around with the kids with the boys with just growing up. But the the key to that is she surprised me. I wasn't expecting it, okay? Mm. And and I I don't not surprised easily. Can't say it's on my list of things to do. But she caught me off guard, and that was really special of of her uh, being able to do that and then give me some time with the kids. So just a good good little memory. I, you of, know that's a that's one of those things, Tommy. And I appreciate you mentioning that. How how easy it is. I don't know about you guys, but but buying for my wife. I have to say this. I just was going to buy. In fact, I went and bought her uh, a Fitbit watch, uh, you know, an Apple watch. I thought that's great. She had had it run and gotten wet and it quit working. So, I, hey, no problem. That's what I want to get. Well, she has some students that she teaches and works with that's her aerobic class. And they decided that they came to me about a month ago, about about two weeks ago, and said, hey, we're thinking about getting her a watch. And I'm thinking, oh, I've already got it. But I wasn't, I didn't want to say no. Mm-hmm. And so they surprised me Monday by giving her a watch, you know, an Apple watch. I'm going, 
Okay, now I got to start all over again, and I'm not good at that. Oh, so uh, you're a creative kind of guy. No, You'll come up with something. I'm glad to see Phyllis did a good job of surprising you. Yeah. That's a good thing. I need to call Phyllis and maybe get a couple of pointers, though, man. I think it's a great story. Mark, let me ask you, what about you? Surprises, or what else is good for you from a Christmas story? Yeah, well, we um, we were growing up, we had uh, a gentleman around the corner who always um, would come visit us on uh, Christmas Eve, and he would uh, dress up as Santa's helper. And so we were, that that was always big excitement for us. We would look in the windows, we'd, we'd stand up in the windows and just wait for him to come around the corner. and. Um, we always wondered how he knew exactly when we got finished with dinner and that it was time for him to actually show up. But he did it every year, and we'd, he'd come around the corner. And he, he actually lived in one house around the corner. And we didn't know that till after we got to be out of high school. So, <laughs> But you didn't even know this guy, right? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I got you. I, <laughs> I love it. I Absolutely. Those are surprises, though, that you sometimes you go— you know, is it now? Uh, do we ever think about how we grow up and how, you know, d- how long did we keep? I guess I can't answer to ask this question. Can I? Maybe I shouldn't answer. I think I'd better not ask the question. How long? <laughs> how long did Santa stay around at your house? Anybody want to know? I mean, I've, I was pushing twenty one, twenty two. You know, <laughs> I mean, whatever. You know, from that standpoint, I, I found presents in the closet. I think when oh, I was, that what you, when, you I was know, uh, yeah. when I was when I was like uh, seventeen, that, eighteen, something like that. Yeah, like, and I, then I realized, I, hey, yeah. wait just a minute. Yeah, well, I was like thirteen or fourteen, 14 I think, yeah, somewhere yeah, around yeah. there. Yeah, some of us could talk about that. So, okay, Emily, what about it? What time? I still believe, Jim, <laughs> because my mom said, if you don't believe, you yeah. don't receive. receive. I got it. <laughs> I got it. That's a great point. Yeah, maybe. That's a good thing to do from that standpoint. Shannon, one more big memory from you. You know, I, I was just thinking when you were going and talking with everybody, I, I've been, I can tend to be a little bit of a Scrooge sometimes around Christmas because of all of the things that we have to do, going to different family members' houses and doing cooking dinners and things like that. Uh, but as I look back kind of over the last five years, my house has been uh, where we end up uh, Christmas night a lot of times. And so I may or may not have complained about that a few times along the way. But as I look back, you know, getting up and going to one family's house and then the other and then finishing at our house, that's really brought a lot of uh, some special memories Coming uh, for back our to, family. And, you know, the Scrooge part, I get it because you can get so, it can get so. Got to go do this and then we've got to do this and then we've got to do this. I can but, remember yeah. getting up when we were kids and you know, Christmas morning, we'd do our thing at the house, and then we had to pack up, and then we had to go to my grandmother's, which was not close. It was like a, an hour and a half drive to grandma, but that was a fun time. But I remember, you know, I guess we'd get home and just, whew, dead. Well, so since we since we did talk about Santa just a minute ago, I, I, was, I was debating whether I could tell this story or not, but I guess I will. Th- this year is probably going to be, when we look back, in 20 years, a pretty memorable Christmas because our son Max is 10. I he's think. 10. And uh, we were getting ready to do some things around the house for Santa and, and the elf and things like that. And uh, my wife asked Max, she said, Max was just kind of sitting there quiet this year about it. And she said, Max, do you, you believe in, in the elf, right? And he said, he just started crying. Oh. <laughs> and so then Jill started crying. <laughs> and then everybody just started hugging and crying yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. So it was, this great. will probably be a very memorable, yeah. great memorable memory. year. Great yeah. point from that standpoint. Greg, what about it, man? Your last memory. 
Uh, you know, I'm glad that people people keep talking about the elf and the thing last year was, you know, I mentioned that, you know, last year is the first Christmas that they really were able to participate in fully, you know, going shopping with us and everything and helping pick out presents and stuff. It was great. But we also had the 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 problem when the elf left for the season. Uh-huh. The, the the day after Christmas, they got up and the elf wasn't there. And it was, well, where, where's Sassy at? Yeah. Sassy, well, that's Sassy a good the name. Elf, yeah. yeah. Like, where'd Sassy go, Dad? I'm like, oh, he, he went back to the North Pole with Santa. He can't. He can't leave. Like, well, I'm, well, I'm sorry, kiddo. He he did, and both of my girls. Oh me, balling. That's kind of for like, like 20, 30 minutes before we finally we finally got him got to explain. He'll be back in November, like right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Everything will be fine. This year, Sassy brought a wife oh. with him, so it's been yeah. a little more fun this yeah. year. But ah. they cried for at least a good 30, 40 minutes right. after that, and it. it I'm, me and my fiance are trying not to laugh. Oh, I know. Because it, cause it, at the same time that it, we, we, I understood why they were so upset, but it, it, it was so funny, but so, so sad. Funny. It was, it, it was just, it was adorable, and I, it'll be a long time before I can fully explain to the yeah. children why that was so funny. That's but, funny but that's great. It was, it, it was so great. That's great. That's like Max, you know. And I mean, that's a that is a memorable Christmas. Yeah, it is. And, and I think when we look back this year, will be the kind of the it's our he's our third, you third, know. Yeah. So he's the last guy coming through, and uh, so yeah, it'll be a definitely memorable different time. Yeah. Wow, that's great, Eleanor. One more. Well, um, Chris. I am older. My kids are older. And so I have 10 grandchildren. Right. And so we have the family all over for, we actually now do the Saturday before Christmas because we want everybody to be together. And it's gotten harder for all the families to be there at Christmas Eve like we used to do it. So we get together the Saturday before Christmas. And the thing, one thing I love doing with them is we take all the children and they act out the Christmas story as it's being read. So I've made outfits. So we have our shepherds and we have Mary and Joseph. And I remember the first year we did it, I was just scrambling for stuff and didn't even have a baby doll. And I I think there was a green frog they wrapped up in in swaddling clothes. (laughs) But I got to remember that. Yeah, green frog. Got it. We have updated now and actually have a baby. But, um, you know, one of the uncles would be the donkey and and Mary and Joseph will walk in. But it's just been neat to have them um, play, you know, act out that... um, the, you know, the true meaning of Christmas, the Christmas story while we're reading it. And that's what we want to do is to try to focus on the, you know, the kids, the real meaning and what the, um, you know, true Christmas story is. You know, I so much appreciate that because, again, all the hustle, the bustle, the, you know, as Shannon was talking earlier about the Scrooge and the mindset. I mean, that's so easy to get caught up in. I mean, this time I think we were had Christmas decorations out before Halloween. <laughs> that's a tough time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really bad. But I know, Shannon, from your standpoint, you guys are very involved in a ministry called Angel Street, mm-hmm. and uh, we've had the, you know Miss 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 Jill on the on the program several times. We yep. love Angel Street, and I know you guys are doing a lot of things during around the city during this time. Yeah, so uh, they've had three days of uh, Angel Street has had three days of caroling across the city, and so they had uh, forty people. Um, I think there were thirty girls and uh, several of the staff. Uh, traveling around to, I think, eight different locations around the city this year. And they, they pull up in their Angel Street cruisers. They get out and they sing a couple of songs, get back in and go to the next, to the place. next place. And it's now, been really explain good. Explain to everybody, though, what is Angel Street? Angel Street uh, is a, an organization that uh, mentors uh, girls ages 8 to 18 uh, through music, through uh, le- voice lessons, uh, instrument lessons. Uh, the basic concept is when you 
when you can encourage uh, a young girl uh, at that age and, and get them involved in singing or get them involved in uh, playing an instrument, it really helps focus their mind on their schoolwork and things like that. And so they can grow up to be productive members of what they want and, and come back and really um, they benefit from this, but they can also come back and pour back into the city and the community uh, where they're from. And this is all Christ-centered. All, all Christ-centered, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this is where you're really doing more than just teaching them. But what I like about this is you're teaching them how to be young ladies and giving them a kind of a way to see a pattern and a path and you're leveling on them. Yeah, there are some definite leaders in that group, and you can see that and just giving uh, them the opportunity to uh, kind of get into what they should be, what they should be doing in their destiny. A lot of times you, you go into a, a, a community and, and the kids that age may not have an opportunity that people in the city that live, grow up in other communities have those opportunities. And so I think it's a good thing to be able to do. Well, I, I so much appreciate that, and I, and I appreciate what we've talked about. If you just tuned in, we've been talking about Christmas. We've been talking about the fun memories, everything from I talked about a bullwhip that got me in trouble. We've talked about, you know, elves and people crying over, I mean, the, the kids and the, just how we how we engage our families and how we play such an instrumental part. Eleanor, I know in the past Christmas has been always good for you. You talked about just do, doing the nativity scene. Mm-hmm. But I also know there's been times in your life where it's not been so good. Yes. Yeah, there have been some tough Christmases. Um as you know, I was a widowed at the age of 40, and so I can remember that first Christmas after my husband passed away. It was really tough, you know, and, um, you know, uh, traditions have to change or, or just the routine. And that first year, we, we went up, back up to my husband's family in Virginia for that year just to kind of um, get away from the norm, I guess, of being back at home. Um, but it was special to be with them. But it, it is tough. And um, I appreciate you sharing that, though, because I think it is— I want people to listen today to know that it's not just the fun part. Fun's fun. I thoroughly think Christmas is about family, about having fun. But also, I know in your life, that's a tragedy. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was definitely a tragedy, Mm -hmm. the first Christmas after that. Mm -hmm. But there's a hope. Yes, there is. And I think that's what I want people to understand. There's a hope. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if I could face a moment like that. You know, when my dad passed away early on in my life, I mean, that was a tough time. Mm -hmm. So we all go through something that... Even from, you know, when, when Greg was talking about being in a place where he wasn't with his family, and all of a sudden he goes, and yet we have the ability to have a hope. Talk mm-hmm. about that. Well, obviously our hope is in Jesus Christ. He is the one, um, you know, why we celebrate Christmas. God gave his son, sent his son to die on the cross. He had to come as a baby to be born, um, to come and live a, a life here, and then uh, die for our sins. That's why we celebrate Christmas. That's the blessing and the hope that we have. You know, you talk about, um, you know, it being tough. I think too many times we have this perfect image of the way Christmas should be and the way we should celebrate. And then we get disappointed because most people don't have perfect Christmas. I would say 99% of us don't, whether it's a family member's gone or um, there's divorces. There's, I mean, they're, they're, we live in a sin filled world. And so things are not perfect. I just last night, I was out at the women's prison and the women, you know, they're not going to be having Christmas with their families. And I think of how many families are affected in that, that, um, you know, are hurting this year, kids without their moms there. And yet, yet even in that moment we were sharing with them is that we can have that hope in Christ, no matter where we're at, 
He's Emmanuel, God with us. God with us. Yes. Thank you so much. You know, when you when you um, when you drive around just Memphis where we live, and and you go to to certain areas, and you, and you go to uh, places that um, are, I mean, they're just say that what they are. They're the poorest zip codes in the country, um, and you realize that. You know, what we do and how we celebrate Christmas, we need to make sure that we're always understanding what the true meaning of Christmas mm-hmm. is and, yes. and offer help and offer uh, things that we can do. And I know that for our family, uh, when we, all the hustle and bustle and everything that's going on, uh, what centers us the most, and we've done this for, for 20 years, uh, is the uh, Christmas Eve candlelight service mm-hmm. that we go to. It, it mm-hmm. seems to, to slow everything down. Um, you kind of have a little bit of a calm uh, before before Christmas. Uh, that's always been something good that we've enjoyed. I think I appreciate, guys, that you've brought what we've talked about from fun and exciting down to the hope of Christmas and the settling down with the candlelight service. I'm going to read a story in just a few minutes that I want everybody to just know that this comes from the book of Luke, and it talks about what basically the meaning of Christmas and a couple of people that had a chance To be there on that first night. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. I would like to thank those from Shoemaker Financial that joined me this morning for our Christmas show. Bonnie Collins, Mark Busan, Tommy Armstrong, Emily Breen, Shannon Dyson, and Eleanor Moscovich. And of course, a big thanks to our producer, Greg Ratliff, for producing the program and for sharing his story. I hope you have enjoyed this program and hope we know that we enjoyed producing it for you. And you will spend some time today reflecting on your best Christmas. Why not do something very special for your family today or this week? Prepare a short story or devotional yourself to share with your family. Let them see how important this magical time of Christmas is to you. I'm going to do that. I'm going to share with my family how important Jesus Christ and the birth of Christmas, the story of Christmas, is to me, how important it is to me in every day of my life. I close with this reading and thought of that first Christmas in a field near Jerusalem. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there were with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men.